If ever I love thee, my Jesus, tis now. I have been so blessed this morning already. Just reminded again, which I've been studying on that for the past month. Or just kind of processing in the mind of really what Jesus did for us. I know two years ago I had shared the message on his suffering. This time I felt led to lead on our benefits. Are we living in those benefits of what Christ did for us? Are we living in that? Instead of just hearing what he's done and being so marveled at what he did, do we really believe it? And that believing is living in it. It changes us. I had thought about titling it, you know, The Benefits of Jesus. In a little bit, I thought, boy, that, that sounds kind of selfish, too. Um, but I've titled it In Remembrance. And today I'm focusing more on remembering, you know, what he did, but the benefits that we receive from it. And Psalm 103 came to my mind. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. So it's not wrong to think that we have benefits from God and from Jesus. Let's read some of those. I'm going to read Psalm 103. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding, abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. Do we have that fear of the Lord? We want his mercies, but it takes the fear of the Lord to those that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. Thank you, Glenn. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for a man, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children. It doesn't stop with us. It just keeps going. His righteousness just goes on and on to our children's children. To such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom 
rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, who minister of his, who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I was blessed by that. As I read that, and as you can see what David understood, all those benefits, possibly looking ahead because of Jesus coming. That was before Christ. And it's only because of Jesus and what he did for us that we can even be together today celebrating. This is a celebration. Just as the Jews celebrated the Passover. You know, that was in remembrance of how when they were slaves in Egypt, where the Lord, they had to prepare themselves and they struck the blood on the, the lintel and the doorposts. And when the Lord came through, he would pass over all those that had that blood. And if not, every firstborn was killed, even animals. And they were supposed to be ready because they were going to be driven out. And that's how they were released from that slavery. So that's today in the same manner. We can celebrate if we're under the blood of Jesus Christ. God's wrath is going to pass over us. Hallelujah. It's not how good we are. It's not for what we've done. It's only because of what Christ did. That God's wrath is going to pass over. And that we are free from the slavery of sin. That's what we want to celebrate today. If, some, if you would be stripped, totally stripped, of all and any good that you've ever done, would you go to heaven? Would you be saved? Now, if you answer that no in your heart, I'm sorry, my friends, you have nothing to celebrate. Because you have not allowed Jesus to do his work. Because we are only justified by our faith in Jesus Christ. It's not our works. It's not the good that we've done. So that's one of the benefits we can remember today is that work on the cross that we are justified if we have faith in it. In Galatians 2, Paul writes, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law, 
For by the works of the law, or good deeds, shall no flesh be justified. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. Let's not go back in and try to do good. Let's just, out of our being, we're doing the good. Because we can still be a transgressor if we divert back into the law of doing good. Trying to focus and self-discipline is not wrong if it's, if it's got the right motor behind it. But if it's our self-discipline that we're trying to be good and looking good, I'm sorry, it's the wrong motive. For through the law... For I, through the law, am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness comes by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. We no longer try to fulfill the law. It's out of our being in Christ, as I shared, is how we fulfill the law. Out of our being, we're doing. And we can be doing the exact same thing. One's right and the other's wrong. It's what the motivation is. So turn with me to Ephesians 1. And there we'll have a big list of benefits. Starting verse 1. <clears throat> Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you, and peace from the God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasures of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace." wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times in might, gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinate, predestinated, according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom we also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, 
which is the earnest of our inheritance unto, until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. So in Christ, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So why does he say in heavenly places? See, our blessings are eternal. They're not temporal. The blessings come from Christ's spiritual realm. See, not from the earthly realm of that goddess Artemis. If you remember James's message, people would flock into Ephesus because of that idol, which was supposed to bless them and whatever all they would worship that idol. And that's what Paul was saying is he blesses us with this, all the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. It's not here on earth. It can be. Don't get me wrong. But there's spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Because of Jesus, we are chosen. We only accept it. We cannot boast in ourselves. Thinking back, you know, it's just, how could he even choose me? Really? That filth that I was. In him, we are in his holiness and his righteousness. Second Corinthians 5.21 also says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. It's in him where we are righteous. In Christ we have an inheritance. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that's incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. It's reserved. It's not going to fade away. It's there. We can bank on it. Our bank account, who knows what could happen? There's no security. But this inheritance is secure. It's reserved in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. It's not us. It's him. He predestined us and he adopted us. We're his children. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power or the right to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And then, because of Jesus, we're accepted. We're forgiven. We're free. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Then also, if we believe, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. It's sealed. That's the first I ever, it, it caught my eye, that we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Because of Christ's re resurrection, we can, in that same power, 
live above sin by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you, being dead in your sins and in and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he hath hath he quickened together with him, he's made us alive, having forgiven you all trespasses. Those are in Colossians. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, and having spoiled, he's disarmed principalities and powers. He made a shoe of them openly, triumphing over them in it. He's, he's disarmed the enemy. Do we believe it? Are we living as if we believe it? If we put on the Lord Jesus Christ, the whole armor of God, as I had taught through it, we may say, well, Paul writes, you know, the shield of faith that we can, because um, of the fiery darts, he's not disarmed. But if we are in Christ, they do nothing. His artillery does nothing to us. He's disarmed because it does nothing to us. He can shoot, but it does nothing. But we've got to be in Christ. And Jesus paid the debt for us. What was that debt? That sin, the penalty of sin. There's a penalty. There's, there's reaping what we sow. And there's a penalty for sin. And Jesus paid that for us so that we can be free. So his broken body paid the penalty for our sin. Isaiah 53 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of, of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Now his blood cleanses us from our sin. I'm just bringing out now what is the broken body that we in remember, and also his blood, the cup, the bread and the cup. Sin is no longer just covered, it's taken away. See, before, the blood of the bulls, it just covered. But with the blood of Jesus Christ, sin is taken away. When we take our sins to the cross, his blood washes it away. It vanishes. Hallelujah. And that's a wow. That's a wonder of wonders. Such love that I cannot imagine. In John, it says, when John saw Jesus coming, he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes, those, who takes away the sins of the world. Isn't that marvelous? 
Christ's blood also paid for our ransom. So who did he pay? At first I thought he paid God. I mean, he wanted justice or whatever. The ransom was not paid to God. See, when we're born, we are born into Satan's dominion, the kingdom of this world. We operate out of the flesh. We're in the bondage of sin. We're in the bondage of Satan. Satan holds us captive until we're born again. Then once we're born again, Christ's blood pays for that ransom, and Satan has to release us. It's the ransom that God provided that we are released from Satan. He's paid our ransom. And he has to release us because of the blood. Then we're free. And then, then is when we're translated or transferred into the kingdom of God. Then we become the spiritual being before we were a fleshly being. In Romans 8, he says that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Through Jesus, we're more than conquerors. And I have been struggling with that. It's just how, what does he mean by more than conquerors? I mean, how do we? How, do, how are we more than a conqueror? And this, as I was wrestling with it, I'm not saying this is not scripture, but this is something that came to my mind. Okay, through Jesus, if we believe in him, we're free from sin. We, are, we conquer the Satan's stronghold. So, Okay, so now we're conquerors. So more than conquerors, would that possibly mean we go and help our brother, we help our sister, so they become conquerors, and they become conquerors, then we're all becoming more conquerors and more, con more than conquerors. Is that what he means? I don't know. But it just helped me and it challenged me. Am I helping? Am I so self-focused trying to be a conqueror when I should be out there not so much focused on this, just believing I'm a conqueror when I'm in, entering into that and then helping others enter into it. And then I'm more than conquerors because I'm defeating Satan by other people. I don't know. Is that what it means? But it's only because of what Jesus did for me that I could even start. I can't do it on my own. We must keep that focus of Jesus Christ then we can be more conquerors because we lay down our life for others. And we help them become conquerors. And they can help others. And we just start conquering and conquering. So in the end, we're all living in victory. Because our victory is in Jesus Christ. So in closing... Where do you find your security? Is it in 
the family I was brought up in? Is it maybe the name Mennonite? Is it we're Anabaptists? Or is our security? Our security must be in Jesus Christ and in Him alone. It's not a denomination or whatever. It's in Jesus Christ alone. That must be our security. So we have much to celebrate today as we partake in the emblems in remembrance of the one and only who is worthy to remember. And that's Jesus Christ. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for loving us so much that you gave your only begotten Son that if we believe in him we shall not perish but have everlasting life. Thank you. We don't deserve it but it's out of your love. And that just breaks my heart knowing that you love me for who I am, not so much of what I am. And Father, I want to live in that love. I want to remember always to be walking in your ways because of being in you. You will perform that work in us. We trust you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for being willing to take my place. For accepting those the stripes so that I can be healed. And for shedding that precious blood that I'm forgiven and that I am free only because of you. Father, as we prepare to partake in the emblems, we just pray for your blessing to be upon us and prepare each one of our hearts, Father. It should have been done, but Father, if there's anything in someone's heart, search our hearts, just see if there's any wicked way in any of us so that we could make it right in the next couple of minutes before we partake so that no one would in an unworthy manner partake. We thank you for your faithfulness and your kindness and your goodness. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.